1: relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to what I believe is going to be the most controversial hype episode of the year. (laughs) Because let me tell you, I am on like all of the Facebook group horror things and like I'm just like all over the groups and people have so many opinions on this film. We are going to be talking about the new James Wan film Malignant. And I keep wanting to say Malevolence, but that was a dollar movie we did on Patreon (laughs) that I also called Male Violence. Different things. Thing. All of three of them are different. This one's called <laughs> Malignant. And man, people are so split on this movie. And I'm so interested. Kristen and I don't know each other's opinions. And when I was watching it, for once I actually watched something before she did, which was amazing because usually <laughs> I'm way behind because I procrastinate on everything. But I convinced my husband to watch it with me too. We actually like turned oh, yeah. off all the- yeah, we like turned off all the lights. We did the whole the whole thing. And oh, wow. Maybe <laughs> I i thought it was going to be like, you know, James Wan, you kind of, he's kind of split now because of all the Conjuring Universe stuff, but he doesn't do all of the Conjuring Universe stuff, like as far as being a director goes. And so this one, I was like, okay, we're coming back as director. We're doing something different than The Conjuring. I'm pretty sure this doesn't have anything to do with The Conjuring Universe. <laughs> pretty sure this is just all on its own. Yeah. And I was so interested to see what he was going to do with, I know he's not a comeback. I know he's very active, but just like I said, different than like the Conjuring films. Cause I'm a little fatigued by the Conjuring films and it, let me tell you, if I had to watch another demon film, I was going to throw up.
0: Like, <laughs> Yes. It's also different that way. It's not
1: yeah something and,
0: we've never seen.
1: That's what I was kind of worried about. And I do like demon, demonic possession films. I think they're mostly effective for me personally. I know for a lot of people, they're not. But for me personally, if the spook factor is high enough and the plot is okay ish, I'm probably going to be effectively spooked ish. Now, that's getting harder and harder to do with the more horror movies I watched. But I was like, okay. In the beginning, I was like, ooh, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And then in things transformed and got weird
0: yeah like i told you i texted you and i even told connor it was like it was creepy and then weird and then creepy and then weird (laughs) it would like go back and forth between those two
1: this is a very actiony horror movie
0: yeah which i hated did you yeah, like I get, it was cool looking. It really was, but at the same time, I'm like, "Is this horror? Is this an action film? Because your CGI is showing, darling."
1: So it looked like a video game cutscene to me. Yeah, definitely. that's what it looked like. And okay, so I here's here's my thought on this film. I think this film is campy, but I think it's campy on purpose. Mm-hmm. I can and, definitely see that. Yeah, and so if you think about it like that. You'll probably enjoy it more.
0: Well, that's a lot of the notes that I've been reading Like on Bloody Disgusting is that this was like a love letter to 90s horror. And you can definitely feel that, especially in, like you said, the campiness.
1: Oh, my God. Sometimes I feel so validated as a critic, I can tell you. Because sometimes I feel like such an imposter. (laughs) So like sometimes I say things and then when I hear you, because I don't read things and I don't watch Mm -hmm. things before I review them because I don't like feeling like something's, you know, because like biases exist and you can unintentionally plant Mm -hmm. seeds in your own head and then opinions form. Like your parents do that to you when you're a kid. Like you may not like something because your parent didn't like it and you don't even Mm -hmm. know why you don't like that. But it's because your parent may have said something to you when you were a child. You know what I mean? Right and that's why i don't like i don't read reviews or watch reviews really sometimes i'll hear about a rotten tomatoes score just because it's really hard to avoid but for the most part i try to avoid that and it just felt very much like this is james wan he started out with saw in 2004 he knows what the fuck he's doing if he mm-hmm. wants top tier CGI and everything to look seamless, that's what he's going to fucking do. Mm
0: -hmm. But if he
1: wants it to look like a fucking video game and for it to look a little like, is this Spider-Man from the two thousands? You know what I mean? Right. That's what he's going to do. And that's why it felt very intentional to me. And it didn't feel like a lot of people said it was fucking stupid. And I will, I do think that's a valid opinion. It's not my opinion personally, but i could i can very well see it especially if you don't know this creator do you know what i mean
0: yeah i didn't think it was stupid i honestly thought it was done yeah. really well i thought it yeah. looked really fucking cool yeah i just didn't feel the horrorness in it it was like we went from horror movie now we're in an action film and i'm like it it just felt like it didn't fit to me i thought i thought he was supposed to be this creepy thing and then he's like this anti-hero action star it's very weird
1: it was a lot of genre whiplash you felt like
0: definitely now saying that though the beginning of the film very creepy it creeped me out and it felt so oh my god it was beautifully shot it was so james wan oh my like you just get into it and you're like oh my god am i in the conjuring house right now like you just feel not that it's the same house or anything but you just feel those shots and everything are just so james wan that you feel you feel him in the film yeah especially in the beginning and then this this thing's name is gabriel and when you see it it's like this creepy shadow thing that is chasing this woman through her house and it's all black with long hair and it was very grudge to me and it's it freaked me out
1: yeah and it was it's very also it reminded me a very it was a very tall towering figure it felt very sinister to me like the movie sinister not like uh Sinister vibes, you know, but like from 2012, that I don't remember the demon's name from Sinister, but that it felt like that too. And yes, Begul, yes, it kind of reminded me of that with the hair and the face. Mm -hmm. And then also, when you do get very brief glimpses of the face before the full reveal, kind of had that very kind of morphed, like fucked up look to it, you know what I mean? Where you're Mm -hmm. like, intrigued but also oh, well, i should not be looking at that right now you know what i mean
0: right exactly and then it has these weird almost non-human movements which you then figure out and i don't want to give it away if anybody is interested in this film because it's a big shock and it's the whole film but it has these weird movements where the arms are you can just tell that the arms and legs are not where they're supposed to be and it just makes you feel uncomfortable
1: Yeah. And we're going to get to that. So like, I think I, we don't, we haven't, I guess, decided how spoilery this review is going to get. So I guess we'll figure that out as we go. So
0: if you, (laughs) so be aware.
1: Yeah. This is actually on streaming on HBO. So you don't have to go to a theater to see this, but you also need HBO, which is probably one of the lesser had streaming services. I'm assuming between like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Mm -hmm. all those. But if you don't have HBO though, I would kind of recommend springing for it because a lot of these newer films are going to HBO.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely didn't. Because Warner Man Brothers just go.
1: It did. Yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers is, is going to HBO. If so,
0: anything, get it to watch Candyman.
1: Bro, for real, bro. <laughs> like, if nothing else. I liked the new Suicide Squad, too, and that went to mm-hmm. HBO. Just throwing that out there. And the conjuring three went. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) This isn't an ad for HBO. But if it was, you know, (laughs) that would be fine with me too. Right. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyways. But I I don't I would recommend watching it. I really would because it's so divisive, I think, that I'm really interested to see what people or how few how y'all feel about it. Because I I think it's interesting. It's definitely entertaining. If not, you will not be bored. I can tell you yeah. that much right now. This is not one of those divisive films like The Lighthouse where you go into it and you leave absolutely loving it <laughs> or feeling like you just wasted your fucking time.
0: Right. I will say, like, I've never seen anything like this ever in a film. It is incredibly unique. So, that alone, I would definitely watch it. And then it's it's James Wan. I mean, come on, he's amazing. Definitely give it a try.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is all about this woman, and you think by the trailer. Actually, the first time I saw this trailer was in Candyman. So from seeing the trailer to actually watching the film, it was very quick for me. So there wasn't a lot oh, of like good. hype or build up to seeing this. But they don't take
0: anything away in the trailer, which I like. no.
1: It actually makes you feel like it's going a completely different direction, which the beginning of the film does too. Mm -hmm. You you think that it's an imaginary friend. So there's a film called Z, I think it was called, Mm -hmm. and it felt like that at first. If you've ever seen, if you've never seen Z, you should go watch that film, by the way. Definitely. Do that. But it felt like that at first and I was like, okay, so like we've done this before, but I'm down to see more of it because it was, I like the premise. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I was like, okay, she had this in imaginary friend that was dormant and she called it the devil. So it must be a demon that's come back to get her because she's had a lot of miscarriages and she's mm-hmm. going through a lot and she had an abusive husband or boyfriend and then all of a sudden he's dead and she's kind of suspicious so that now it's just coming to wreak havoc on her right or protect her in some weird way you don't really know but then it switches gears and there you there's actually like a manifestation of this thing killing people from her past and there are doctors that were experimenting with and treating patients.
0: Right. But it also almost puts you in this, is this something that happened? Are these ghosts in the house that she's seeing how they died? Or is she seeing how they're dying right now? It's like, as well, like you, it happens a couple of times and you figure out what's happening. But the first time it happens, you're like, what is, what is going on right now?
1: Right. Because every time one of these doctors, Gabriel kills one of these doctors and she sees it happening in real time but she's in her house and these doctors are being killed in their house.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like like the first one that happens, she sees a, a figment of an image in her own home. So you're like, oh my god, is that an apparition that died this way? But also she's like it's almost like sleep paralysis. Like she, she cannot move, but she's watching this happen, terrified.
1: Right. And as it continues to like move on, it gets more real and more real until she actually makes eye contact with Gabriel and is like, he's here, he's here, he's here. And so then it's kind of like, are these minds bridged? Is it actually a, killer from her past. Like there are so many options and like, you know, maybe some people were like, Oh, I know what it is, but they really don't set it up that way, there were some confusing things that didn't make sense to me. And maybe somebody smarter than me picked it up or maybe I missed something. And so I guess I'm going to spoil something. So if you're not ready for that, whatever. In the beginning... They are doing these doctors in 1993. They're doing experiment on this patient named Gabriel and he has special powers. He controls electricity and he talks through radios and speakers. And I just, w- I, d- I never understood that, I guess.
0: Him Do you and know talking- what I mean? No. <laughs> what are you, what are you confused about?
1: I don't understand how he has special powers. If he's just a twin. Why is he supernatural? Oh, yeah. Like, I understood the why and the concept. They had to make him creepy and indicate his arrival and the switch in general. But I guess now we have to say it because nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. You know? That's fine. But, but uh,
0: if anybody wants to watch it, we're probably going to give away some big stuff. So maybe leave now. Are you yeah, gone? Yeah, I don't... Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. It Maybe because they share the same brain it like gave him extra powers to reach out to radio waves I have no idea it's the it's the supernatural part of it I guess yeah that's the
1: only thing that bothered me because like yes obviously you have to kind of shove a lot of things aside you know movie magic we could just mm -hmm. call it movie magic and for a lot of things I can just live with that and this was the only thing that bothered me because he's a twin basically a basically they call them like a tumor twin that shares her brain and so she's the one that's actually doing all this killing but she's completely unaware of that the whole time and so she is absent the whole time like she's truly living these terrifying experiences thinking that there's there's this gabriel and she's adopted so she doesn't remember all of this stuff and they tried to cut gabriel off like and they did cut his actual physical body off of her because he did have like it was like Voldemort, you know, and Sorcerer's Stone <laughs> like little arms. Yeah, exactly. Instead of but instead of just a head, he actually had like tiny little shriveled up arms, like Snoke from Star Wars, but like make him tiny. And they cut him off, but they had to like put keep part of him in her brain because they couldn't remove her brain, right? And when she hit her head at the beginning of the movie, when she was getting beat up by her boyfriend or whatever, it re-engaged Gabriel, that part of her brain. And so then he just started massacring people that wronged him in the past. Yeah. It's really hard to explain the whole plot. It
0: really is.
1: Because this is a very, like, weird, intricate plot. And it brings in the cops and Gabriel goes on a fucking rampage in a precinct like i actually thought that scene was kind of badass personally
0: no it definitely was
1: and like gabriel like he literally is untouchable like which is weird because it's not like he has a lot of use of the body very often and he hasn't for like what 20 something years or whatever Mm -hmm. so the fact that he is like supernatural badass just didn't really makes sense to me because he can control electricity, talk through speakers. And it it just, that was the only thing that really bothered me was I didn't quite understand the supernatural part. And I guess I don't have to, maybe I can throw that aside, but it just, that was all, that was all that I had to pick apart there. But she does have an adoptive family and Gabriel goes after them and he has pretty much Her whole childhood, whenever her adoptive family found out they were having a biological baby, he tried to kill that baby in the womb, basically. And he went dormant when the baby was born because she didn't need him anymore. Mm -hmm. And now he's come back to basically try to kill her family. And she... It's it's very... You can kind of... The end is kind of typical. Like, she gets the strength to fight him off in her mind. And so they kind of have a standoff within their own psyche and she wins. Another thing that I really was like, so is she just going to like get away with all that murder? (laughs) Right. They don't address it, which is fine, but they just end it. But she killed a whole precinct (laughs) of cops. Literally they had to call in the national guard. Yeah. All of them were dead. And I know that wasn't her consciousness, but she's the only physical form that has to answer for that. Are they just going to be like, it's, it's totally fine. You c- you have control of your brain now. Good job. You told them to fuck off. You you did great. No way, right?
0: Yeah. Like the way it's like she saves her sister and then they're hugging and it's all sweet. And I'm like, oh, she's going to kill herself or something because that's what it feels like. It's, it's coming to.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, right? Like, not even out of, like, um, my will to live is so small, like, most of the time when I talk about that, but, like, what if this happened again?
0: Yeah, literally, what if he takes over again? What if you didn't get rid of him? What if you are gonna go to jail and prison for killing all these people that he did? Like, let's just end it now.
1: Right. I, and my biggest thing was, like, he, I guess, keeps killing her children in utero, she keeps having miscarriages, and that's somehow his fault.
0: Yeah, he is sucking the strength from her babies and taking it on himself, which I thought was interesting. It's kind of cool, I guess. Not cool. Like, it made sense. She kept having these miscarriages because he was sucking the life out of them. Interesting.
1: It- there are so many moving parts in this film. Yes.
0: So I think that was part of my problem.
1: There's well, so like,
0: much going on.
1: I feel like even in this episode at first, we were flowing and talking about it. And then I brought up like one weird thing and then it just spiraled out of control. It, it,
0: this, the whole thing is weird. Like I said, creepy, weird, creepy, weird.
1: Now everyone's <laughs> like, like back this whole thing like started out with everyone being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. And then like, what?
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> Literally. We don't
1: we don't know either. And that's, that's why like I've been reading so many like I actually posted a comment somebody had posted in a horror group I'm in you know what did everyone think about malignant and I shared you know like my thoughts and it was really long like Mm -hmm. compared to everyone else being like it was terrible you know I actually like shared some thoughts and uh, some people agreed with me and some people were like nah bro it was just stupid and I was like okay (laughs) like you have your opinion but you know it I still like I think I liked it Interesting. I, I think that's where I'm at. I think I liked it, and I think I would watch it again. I think I might. I, I think it needs a rewatch.
0: I think I agree with you that it it would definitely. I think it needs a rewatch. I agree. I agree. I don't think I will rewatch it.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, but I think I want to rewatch it with someone that's never seen it. It's one of those where you like look over at them the whole time. You know All right. what
0: I mean? Like you're waiting for them to be like, "What the fuck?"
1: Yeah. And now you that, you know, all the twists, you're like twiddling your thumbs over there. Like, mm, okay.
0: exactly, uh-huh. yeah, It's coming.
1: It's coming. <laughs> uh, so I actually think I liked it though. I think that I really liked bringing the campiness back intentionally, but still making a serious movie, but not making like stupid one-liners, but like, Th- really finessing it into the fabric of the film to make it so subtle because that is, I feel like, as somebody that has no knowledge of filmmaking at all, and just as a film lover and a horror lover specifically, I feel like that's such a risky thing to do because you're making things for the masses. You're not just making things for people that know things about film. So most people are not inherently going to understand that. So you're, they're just going to think your film is fucking stupid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and I'm not trying to undercut like. The people that don't like eat, sleep, breathe film. You know what I mean? You can go and casually watch movies. That's fine. But as a filmmaker doing something that intentionally that is controversial, like that is not just like weaving together a perfectly executed artistic, not saying this is an artistic, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like,
0: yeah, I, I, the only way that this movie was able to happen is because James Wan is now a big name, like. He may have been thinking about this movie, this idea since before Saw. But now that we know him from The Conjuring and Saw, he had the opportunity to do this. And it's it went to, you know, it's a big movie instead of just a one off that nobody hears about because of him.
1: Like, imagine if this had been a low budget film, it would have been terrible.
0: Absolutely. This could easily have been a dollar film if it had not been James Wan.
1: Yeah, that's the power of money. This had a $40 million budget. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, like, if he had wanted that CGI to be better, it would have been. And that that will take you out of the film. I'm not saying it won't, but I am saying it's intentional. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, and because and I was watching it, like, with Brad, and I had, like, secondhand embarrassment for the CGI. <laughs> so like, I could see people watching it and be like, are you fucking joking? Mm-hmm. But James Wan is not going to do that on accident and it's not like he had a you know two million dollar budget so yeah I mean uh, I give it a four bro really yeah I give it a four I really liked it
0: (laughs) um, yeah I don't know I give it a three I I didn't really like it like I probably will never watch this again like I said I'm glad that I did, but I won't go back to it. And I give it a three probably because in the beginning, Gabriel is creepy and it's James Wan and it's still done beautifully.
1: So the, this is interesting because I, I hadn't really looked at this. I pulled it up, but I haven't really thought about it or looked at it. And you know how I was kind of saying like, you know, casual film watchers are not really going to get into it, but critics might understand it a little bit more. Yeah. The audience has it as at a 50. And again, it's only been out for what a week now at a time of review. Yeah. The audience is at 250 plus ratings, which is actually for a new release, fairly high amount of ratings 53%, which is not great, but it's not terrible. The critics have it at 76.
0: Interesting. So
1: it's actually a fairly high critic rating. And so I think that kind of goes to show you you may have to be at a certain mindset to, and there's nothing wrong with either of these mindsets. I am not saying that, but what I am saying, it may be a film for some and not others. And that's just how it everything goes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, you know, I, I'm interested to see how that those scores will grow and change because obviously as things are out longer, more reviews come in, but I'm interested to look at some of these, some of the critic reviews like this, they just take little excerpts, but one of the bad ones has a wacky horror outing that almost works. And I can see that too, but most of them, most of the critic ones are, are pretty high and they really enjoyed it. And then the audience ones were just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Which is also a valid criticism. So, you know, I would definitely give it a watch for yourself and see what you think. It might, actually leave a pleasant taste in your mouth or you might literally never trust me again i don't know <laughs> so because kristen's like kind of in the middle so you might be like all right kristen like you yeah, know
0: i don't know i tried but to me like, <laughs> like you heard us try to explain i tried to explain this movie to connor afterwards and I, he was like what and i was like i don't even know how to explain what i watched <laughs> yeah it's like
1: split but with like an evil cancer twin
0: and what brad think of it I don't know.
1: He didn't really (laughs) say much, to be honest. I think he liked it. I don't. I think he doesn't really care that much, to be honest with you. He really he really likes some movies and then other movies. He just doesn't really have that much. Of, he never really hates movies. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like yeah. he just doesn't have that strong of opinions about films unless he just really likes them. So he's definitely more of that like casual movie goer. And so for him, I don't, I just don't think he's ever really thought about it that much. So I guess if you're more, if and he is not a horror fan, I had to like, negotiate. We'll just say that (laughs) with him to get him to watch this movie with me. And so he's not a horror fan. I think he had a pretty good time. And I think the action sequences helped that too.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. So,
1: you know, that being said too, he's a casual movie watcher and he's not a horror fan. So, and he was pretty neutral about it. So that may stand for malignant, at least for him. So, (laughs) you know, if you see it, I say this a lot, but I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are like for realsies this time. Do it. Let me know because I really want to know, especially because if you're mad at me, I need to know. I don't do well (laughs) with guessing if people are mad at me. So you need to tell me. And you can do that on all of our socials. Everything is The Extra Sisters Podcast, except for Twitter, which is at The Extra Sisters. And you can email us also. This is Sisters at gmail.com or a more even direct way, a pay-to-play way, if you will, is Patreon. It is patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast. Also, wait. If you join before Halloween, there's something special coming for you from Patreon. I just want you to know.
0: Until next time, stay creepy.